Good morning, everyone. It's me, your host, Dylan, and welcome back to another episode of Campfire Adventures. I hope you're all doing well, and if you're wondering how I'm doing, well, basically, I'm still alive. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of driving recently, and we made it through the Smoky Mountains, which was out of this world, and now we're here in the Congaree National Park in South Carolina. It's really cool to be here. You know, this is the most simple campsite that we've been at, but there's supposed to be a thunderstorm coming, and it's been super humid all night long. So, I finished up everything and wrote the story, and now we're here in the morning, and I don't know if you can hear, but that noise in the background are raindrops hitting the tent. So, we don't have a fire today, and it's been raining all night long, so it seems more like we're going to have a rainy background, which I hope you kind of enjoy, because... It's new, and I kind of always wanted this to happen, but I didn't want it to happen in 80-degree weather. So, little ups, little downs, but hey, you know, at the end of the day, it's all part of the adventure. So, at least we came, and we could say we saw it, and we've done it, and, I mean, I guess we're doing it now. But anyway, just a big thank you out there to everybody who's listening to the podcast and podcast land. I appreciate you all more than you know. And with that said, I think it's time that we get into today's story. So, it's time to grab a drink. We're in the tent, we have rain in the background, and it's time to get into today's story. an event would transpire in Bishopville, South Carolina, that would make the town and this event famous beyond all belief. Well, to start the story off, in Bishopville, there's a place known as Scape Ore Swamp. And for the most part, the local legend in town had said that there were some, that there were more than just mosquitoes and fish that called the swamp home. And you know what? On one early morning, on June 29th of 1988, everyone would soon know that that urban myth about the swamp and its inhabitants was not just a myth, but in fact, a reality. A young driver named Christopher Davis was heading home pretty early in the morning, around 3 a.m., and he felt something was wrong with his car, so he pulled over along the escape or swamp to inspect his vehicle. And as he looks, he realizes he had a flat tire. But, you know, no need to fear. Christopher was prepared for the situation. And in no time, he had the tire fixed. And his car seemed ready to him, so he put everything away. And he was ready to make his trek all the way home. But when he was about to get into his car, he heard a weird noise. Something that he never heard come from his car before. It sounded like flop, flop, flop. And it was like almost like, you know, someone was wearing wet slippers, you know, that sound that you hear when that happens when you're walking. And so he like looked at his car and was like, okay, well, first of all, you're not even on. So that's weird. Second of all, I've never heard a noise coming like that, you know, from the car. So he's like looking around, trying to see if everything was okay. And it wasn't until he turns his head and there coming up to him was some type of giant 
Bigfoot like reptilian creature. It was coming out of the swamp and it walked closer and closer. And as it walked, you heard flop, flop, flop. And immediately he got into his car and locked the door. I don't even know how he was able to move because I would have been scared like out of my mind. I would have been frozen. But he knew at that moment, it's either me or it's this thing, and I'm going to pick me. So he gets in the car, locks the door, and then the creature rushed at the car. It went for the door. He tried to actually open the door. That's how crazy this thing is. And for a second, like a brief second, the two had a sighting of one another. And the creature saw a scared young man inside his car. And Christopher, he saw a huge reptilian Bigfoot. It had green scales all over its body, piercing red eyes, with hands that had only three fingers, but long, sharp, black fingernails. It didn't take long for Christopher to throw his car into high gear and hightail it out of the area. But just because he was ready to leave didn't mean the swamp creature was ready to say goodbye. The creature ran after the car and actually was able to jump on top of the hood. And with his sharp claws, he was able to dig into the hood and just hang on for dear life because he wanted Christopher. Chris did whatever he could to try and shake the creature off, but nothing worked. So what happened? Well, the two did whatever they could not to let the other one win. And with the swift shakes and the fast acceleration, Chris was actually able to win. He shook the creature off. And as he sped off into the night, or I guess early morning, he looked in his rearview mirror and saw the creature get itself up, look back at the car, and run off into Scape or Swamp. Well, he went to the police with his experience in the sighting, and it was, as usual, how things happened. They wrote it down with the concerns and whatever, la 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 la, and didn't really give it too much attention. That is, however, until more people started to hear what happened to Christopher Davis, and then they decided that they wanted to come forward with their own experiences. They validated what the creature looked like, that they had seen the same creature out of the swamp. And it was, in fact, seven feet tall, had full body covered in scales, muscular build, intimidating. And so they were like, yeah, that's what we saw too. You're not alone, Christopher. So what are the police going to do? So Chris also reported that the day after his attack, his car's hood had been scratched up something crazy. And it was all because the swamp creature was hanging on, you know, fearing for its life and wanting Christopher. And other people reported that when they parked their cars along the scape or swamp, that their cars had had damage too. Things were ripped off, scratches were put on the car, all this stuff had happened. And so they were looking at the police, like, what are we going to do about this? So with all these claims coming in, the police force decided, like, whatever this thing is at the swamp, we got to figure it out. So they did some investigating. They took pictures of people's cars. They took pictures of the damage. They saw the scratch marks. And once they decided that they were going to go investigate the swamp area, wouldn't you know it, they found some physical evidence. There at the swamp, they found multiple imprints of some creature. But this creature wasn't anything they've ever seen before. This creature had three toes. It measured in length about 15 inches long. And once they found those, they had to make plashes of them. So they made imprints of every single one that they found. After they found the first one, they found another one. And another one. And another one. And it just seemed like, okay, here we go. Our big lead in this case. So they decided that they would go to a local scientist and try to get some other tracks identified. 
Well, the reports came back inconclusive. And police didn't know what to do with that evidence. They basically just found out that whatever was harassing these people and attacking their cars was unidentified into, I don't know, the Rolodex of animals known to humankind. And so their investigation led nowhere. But what could they even tell the public? So with this investigation, while it was going on, the media took to the public and they continued to ask anyone with more information out there to come forward with proof that this creature was alive. The media decided that they would call this creature the Lizard Man. And I, I know it's really pretty original, I mean, right? But it's basically straight to the point. So, some places offered money for physical evidence. But at the time, it was almost as though this swamp creature had just disappeared. No one found anything to prove at the time that it was more than just stories about some people who were harassed and some beat-up old cars. Now, more recently, and I'm talking like 2015, 2017, like... This was, remember, back in the 80s. So, more recently, people came forward with pictures and videos of the lizard man that they claim on everything in their life are legitimate. And that they were scared to tape them or even come forward with them because they thought people would be like, oh, you're a psycho. And obviously, anybody who listens to this podcast who doesn't believe in, like, supernatural or crazy things like this is probably thinking, yeah, you're a psycho. But, you know what? Nobody knows anything until somebody comes forward and says something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I feel like proof out there comes after the fact of making something a revelation. So anyway, a few people come forward and they're like, yeah, we have proof that the Lizard Man exists and he's still alive today. I know he disappeared for a while, but hey, here's the evidence. And you know, I'm going to put it on the website so you all can take a look at it and then let me know what you think. But the Legend of the Lizard Man, even though it's not the longest one out there in history, I guess for any cryptid in the world... It's become a calling card to those who are interested in the supernatural to go out and visit Bishopville, South Carolina in hopes that maybe they can see the creature. And if not, then the town has actually recently created the Lizard Man Festival, and it's been pretty successful. It doesn't seem like it's going to stop anytime soon. So you can go out there, you can get merchandise on the Lizard Man, you can hear stories. There's a whole museum out there that actually has stuff on the Lizard Man. But with Chris's sighting, that was the first catapult for this creature or this cryptid to actually become famous and it's the claim to fame that bishopville south carolina has now i mean it'd be cool if there's something else but hey you know a lizard man to me is pretty cool and with accordance with this podcast it makes sense every little small town that's become popular or that i've heard about was because i looked up some cryptid creature and found all this evidence about it so i like it and i mean With this story, that's where it ends today. I wish that there was a lot more, because once again, we have a short story. But hey, maybe you like him, maybe you don't. Do you think that the Lizard Man's real? You can let me know. Do I think he's real? Well, I mean, it was 3 in the morning when Christopher Davis had first seen this creature. And I mean, that's pretty early, but I don't know that it could explain how this creature came out of the swamp. Try to open his door. I mean, unless it was like a zombie or like some person who was like, wait, I need help, help me out. Let me in the car, help me out. You know, but that's so early to try to do that. And it's crazy because it didn't speak. And he looked and it had scales everywhere. So could he have made it up? Yeah, I guess he could have. Could all those people have made it up? Sure. I mean, it's not unfathomable. Do we want it to be fake? I mean, I don't want it to destroy my car. But it is kind of interesting to think that there is actually something else out there besides us, right? So I'll leave it at that. I want to go to the festival. So we have a lot more festivals that we need to visit now because 
Apparently, every monster we've talked about recently has a festival, but that's okay. Maybe we can all go as a group or something. But with that said, that's the end of our episode today, and I hope the rain wasn't bothering you too much, but so far, South Carolina was nice. It was, like I said, the simplest campsite that we've had. We actually weren't even able to pull up to the campgrounds. We had to walk from the parking lot, and um, there's no running water here, which is a little bit, you know, of an inconvenience, but then again, you're camping, so what do you expect? And then the rain was just nice. The humidity, I could do without. I'll tell you that right now. I get hot super easy, and so with the rain coming down, with the heat in the area, it's just humid, and it reminded me of swampy vibes when I pulled up. I was like, oh, okay, this is a little swampy, and I was like, well, hey, wait a second. Maybe that's the whole point of the story that I picked and everything, but whatever. It's enjoyable. It's an adventure, and we're going to head down to our next state. Things are happening really quick with this road trip, but that's okay because we're still in search for every postcard. We're still trying to do a story every time we stop, and I hope that you're still enjoying them just as much as I'm enjoying recording them. So with that said, we're going to end today's episode here. Um, You can see a lot of the pictures that we've taken so far. We've seen some crazy creatures. Like, I saw this giant spider, and I tried to take a really good picture of it. I don't even know what kind of spider it was, but hopefully it doesn't come back. And then I was sleeping. Oh, one more story. And then I was sleeping, and something was, like, rattling around outside. Not like a rattlesnake, but, like, moving around outside, outside the tent. And I was like, oh, no, that's it. That's it. I'm going to die. I was like, I don't know what it is, but it's the Hashling Slasher or something. I think it was a lizard or something, maybe a mouse, and it was trying to get inside, but it ran away, and, you know, obviously I'm not dead, because it's the next day and I'm alive, but, you know, but that said, now we're ending it, so you'll see a lot of pictures on our Instagram and Facebook at Campfire Adventures Podcasts, and then we have behind the scenes and a whole bunch of information as well on our website, www.campfireadventurespodcast.com, and every noise you heard is because we are, in fact, outside camping, sitting in a tent, with the rain pouring down outside in South Carolina, and it's been nice and fun. So I hope you enjoyed today's story, whether you listen to this in the morning or the evening. I hope you have a good day, or a good evening. Good night, or good morning. Anyway, it's going to get weird, because I'm going to keep trying to fix it. But okay, goodbye!